Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in to Podcast Room 303. Introducing one co-host with more nuggets than Chick-fil-A, Nick Morahan. Executive producer until we find someone better, Eric Washington. Nobody really knows what he does around here. Nevada Putnam. And now, the single greatest thing to happen to hosting in history, Jermaine Antonio Colon Mendez. On with the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into Podcast Room 303, episode 224. I'm your host, Jermaine Colon Mendez. This is my co-host, Nicholas Morhan. And as always, we have with us. On today's episode, we'll get into Pop Culture Pick'em, Top 5 Fictional Athletes. We'll review head-to-head if you faded us the last two weeks. My goodness. <laughs> Buku bucks. Uh, we'll get into the WTF headline. We'll recap a little bit of the MLB happenings. We'll get into the Champions League, which is going to happen next week. And uh, we'll get into the NFL Week 7 slate, as well as some Week 6 takeaways. Without further ado, how are you doing this evening, Nick? Uh, so, I-, I got a question for you. I've got an answer for you. How many NFL coaches do you think actually call their plays? Like actually oh, call the offense? I don't think it's that many. So I I think – and then there's – I think there's a couple that call defense. I'm going to go – I'm going to go with less than 25%. So I'll go six to seven range. I think that, that – I think that's probably correct. So I, what I'm referencing for, for those of you who don't know is that – um, Carolina Panthers have relieved Frank Reich of his offensive play calling duties. Uh, and the offensive coordinator is now going to take it over. Now, my question to you is as a, and I, I think, I don't know. I, I, I don't, I don't, I, I don't know what to feel. Here's, here's, here's my thought about this, right? Is I'm not having an opinion, Right. I didn't expect anything out of the Carolina Panthers this year, and they are even letting that down. You know, it, I mean, look, the offensive weaponry, I mean, if we can call it that, is severely lacking. Right? Uh-huh. Miles Sanders has been hurt since the final week of the preseason, uh, has had a hamstring pull. That's a guy that you were counting on to come anchor a run game. The offensive line has not taken the step forward after being surprisingly pretty decent last year. Right. Um, you know, Adam Thielen, the ghost of, I mean, the ghost of Adam Thielen is not feeling it, is killing it uh, for the team, which is a bad sign, right? <laughs> because they've moved him into the slot. I mean, I don't know what his average yards per target is, but can't be that high. Um, so, Terrence Marshall is non-existent. Jonathan yeah. Mingo, a.k.a. Terrence Marshall 2.0, is non-existent. I mean, I don't know if you can slander Jonathan Mingo just yet. So rook, rookie quarterbacks uh, don't, don't produce good wide receiver numbers. It's just statistically proven. So – he was not wasn't going to be you know entirely relevant. Uh, he's shown flashes. He's caught a lot of balls, which is you know shows chemistry. Um, and Bryce Young has improved, 
right? But he's uh, doing the best with what he's got. And uh, this just goes to show that getting a quarterback is – especially trading for a quarterback is fool's gold because losing next year's first is – it's always going to be such a high pick that it's almost not worth it. I'd much rather have just ran the season with Andy Dalton. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I don't know, man. I just, I, I mean, we talk about this cycle, right? We talk about the cycle of DJ Moore is star wide receiver, right? DJ Moore is everything that Steve Smith wanted Kelvin Benjamin to be. Right. Oh, he goes speaking of ghosts. Yeah. Yeah. Tight, tight end Calvin Benjamin. Um, <laughs> so DJ Moore is everything that, that, uh, by the way, uh, side note, tangent, the Jerry Judy, Steve Smith, <laughs> drama random right now, rivalry, <laughs> random rivalry is amazing, which means he's 100% going to play in the Carolina Panthers. Oh my goodness, dude. I don't, I, I, I don't honestly know. wish that on you. And I, I don't, don't wish very many bad things on you, but that's just the most hysterical thing I could ever see happen. What if he balls out for you? That's that's fine. I just don't think he's an elite a, elite wide receiver. So back to my point. Okay. DJ Moore, elite wide receiver, right? We can both agree. <laughs> I love DJ Moore. Right? I, I was shocked he got traded. I was like, what's the point of getting – of the the quarterback, if you ain't gonna give him anyone to throw to, that's exact right. thoughts. I'm pretty sure I sent that exact message, and now right. I'm sitting here. Carolina wants a number one. Uh, yeah, that's that's it's it's such a weird arc. <laughs> Trade star wide receiver to get rookie quarterback. Rookie quarterback complains wide receiver. Well, a rookie quarterback is not complaining, but wide receivers can't get open. Enter market for star wide receiver. Can we buy back? Can we Indian? Can we Indian deal Chicago? Give him Bryce. Give him Bryce Young. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't think that's possible, but uh, you can always try. I'd take Andy Dalton at this point. I mean, you have Andy Dalton. No, no, but I take it just Andy Dalton as quarterback. Keep your first. Keep keep the first and DJ Moore. <sighs> yeah. Unfortunately, if you kept Andy Dalton as quarterback, you wouldn't be in the running for the number one overall pick. I mean, you guys better start winning some games because if you traded for the one overall pick and gave them the number one overall pick, I don't care. I don't care about any other trade in history. That is awful. And and what a what a terrible draft class to not have the first pick too. <laughs> Just needed a quarterback. Needed a quarterback. Got Bryce Young. This is the quarterback class, dude. This is like like and and you had a chance to get if you trade up and get Caleb Williams, I'm Every, fine with everyone's that. patting you on the back. Right. They're saying fine. we we wish we would have done that. If you trade up and get Bryce Young, people were like, who are they gonna take? Is it gonna be CJ Stroud? Is it gonna be Anthony Richardson? Is it gonna be Bryce Young? Trading up when there's no clear consensus is always fool's gold. And I think I think that's like Kind of a brilliant strategy, right? Like if there's no clear consensus quarterback at number one, and I have, and I have different the number needs. one overall pick. Yeah, obviously I have different needs. I have the number one overall pick. <laughs> I got right. need other 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 things. Right. I think trading back is always the right idea. You're gonna get it. You're gonna get a package, bro. D- Kyle Schwarber went yard again. Kyle Schwarber either I'm convinced Kyle Schwarber either strikes out or hits a home run. 
I'm convinced he balls out in the playoffs, dude. Anyways, yeah, man, because, like, think about it. Like, every draft class where there is the consensus number one, the quarterback taken, like, third or fourth is always the best one. Anthony Richardson and C.J. Stroud look infinitely better than Bryce Young. Yeah. Yeah. I was a C.J. Stroud guy, and I thought Anthony Richardson was awesome. I even told you, I was like, Anthony Richardson with Frank Reich scheming up offense would be amazing. Now, I mean, the dude's already got a torn shoulder. He could be Cam Newton now because of that injury. He could be RG3 because of that injury. So we'll see what happens. But, you know, he was just so athletic. Like, you saw what he was doing with the Colts. Yeah. They he was playing so well. The Colts were like, "Yo, we should just sign Jonathan Taylor." Right. <laughs> like that was that's exactly what happened. Yeah, let's just see. It. Let's just sign it. Like, what's what's the worst that's gonna happen? They were like, "Yo, we're we're three and two. Like if we sign Jonathan Taylor, we keep him, we pair him with that." I was laughing, bro. And then he gets hurt. Yeah, so- and they're like, "Oh shit." Oh boy, oh boy. Let's 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 get into the MLB since I just uh just popped off about Kyle Schwarber going off again. So the division series wrapped up. Houston beat Minnesota uh two to one. Uh, sorry, three to one. Uh Texas swept Baltimore. Oh, wait, hold on. This was a five-game series. Yeah, three to one. Okay. Texas swept Baltimore 3-0. Arizona swept the Dodgers 3-0, and Philly beat Atlanta 3-1. Any thoughts on those series? Uh, yeah, I hate the buy. I'll say it again. I hate the buy, right? You give – baseball teams do not want to wait in the postseason. And and people – I, I'm, I'm actually that, – that's my first thing. My second thing is I'm tired of people bitching about the MLB postseason and being like, oh, the top four teams in the MLB record-wise are out. And yet they say nothing when it rolls around to hockey. And this is like the first year. This is like a wild card year. Normally, we see the best teams eventually win out. So people were people are complaining about the playoffs. People are complaining about the baseball playoffs because the top four teams are out. And God forbid you have so to what? God forbid you have to watch some uh, some non uh, mega uh, TV market games when they're still mega TV market games. Is that the only reason they're complaining? They're just complaining because the best teams and they're like, we need a, we need to watch. We want to watch. It's 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 the sect of people that says we need we want to watch the best teams in the postseason. The best team wins. If you're the best team, you win. It does not matter about buys or rest. We've seen one seeds win all the time. I still agree though that the the buy is not good. I don't, I don't care. I mean, I respect the point, but like to bitch about it, it's been wildly exciting. These playoffs have been outstanding. Mm-hmm. That's so crazy. The Dodgers suck this year, right? They struggled to a hundred games and they were, they beat up on bad teams and they didn't have the starting pitching to compete. Arizona crushed their starting pitchers. The starting pitchers had pitched like four innings combined. Yeah, you're not wrong. And that was what we complained about. Atlanta got beat by a division rival. You're not wrong. In a crazy series where the Philly fans are rocking. Also, uh, again, 
Also, we've seen this before. Philly doesn't play well during the regular season, and they literally have a roster that you don't want to face in a three, five, or seven game playoff. You don't want to face that roster. How are they upset the two teams that were in the World Series last year are still in? So speaking of teams is still in, the Texas Rangers have now won their first seven games. If you take in the postseason, if you take other teams that have won their first seven games in the postseason, three have, two have won the World Series, the 2022 Astros last year, and the 1976 Reds, and three have either lost in the championship series, obviously, or lost in the World Series. <laughs> lost in the championship series. The 2007 Rockies, 2007 <laughs> Rockies, 2014 Royals, and the 2020 Atlanta Braves. Atlanta lost in the championship series. So you're saying that so the Texas Rangers have won – you're they've saying, won said they've won they're they're unbeaten in the postseason so far. They're seven right. and oh. The five the five, yeah, the five other teams to start seven and oh. Because they won the first two, right? They then won three in the uh wild card or in the in the DS. Yeah, so and they are up two oh in the CS. Oh, the wild card was a three-game series this year. Correct. Ah, okay. I forget that there was a wild card round. Man. So, Texas Rangers currently plus 130 to win it all. So, you can still get plus money. And, uh, and by the way, all, four of five teams have reached the World Series. So, if you can find oh, Tex- championship round? Texas against. Oh, minus 450. You know, Texas against. Just pick your matchup. Uh, Texas against can, Philly looks pretty you, good. Can you <laughs> can you pick uh, series outcome? Oh wow, you can pick the exact series outcome. Holy shit! Yeah, I don't see that uh, to pick like your your finals, yeah. your World Series final. Yeah. Bet is not present. All right, so Texas leads Houston right now 2-0, as Nick said, and Philly leads Arizona 1-0. Um, any of Either of the two losers currently, uh, do you think either one of them can come back and win? Yeah, of course, Houston. You think Houston could come back and win? Yeah, 100%. They're division you, you, rivals, though. I, you can't count this roster out. You can't count Houston out. I think the Diamondbacks are. I think the Diamondbacks are, are DOA. I think they're dead on arrival. I think they're cooked. I think. Yeah. I think that's safe. The Diamondbacks are cooked. Yeah. I did. I, I did see a graphic the other day though that said the last time the Diamondbacks were in the NLCS was 2007, and they hit me with the 2007 Colorado Rockies starting lineup in Game One. What was that like? Uh it, yeah, it hurt. It hurt to see. It hurt to see. <laughs> Oh, dude. Do you know what the lineup was? Yeah. Oh, do I know what the lineup is like off the top of my head? No, I mean, I don't think you know that. Uh, I might have sent it to Nevada. Hold on. Stand by. 
Gross, Nevada. Gross. Gross. Um, Nevada, James. Hey, it's us. No, I guess I didn't send it to him. Damn. Oh, All yeah, right. I did. Hold on, hold on. Ooh. Yeah, I did. 2007 NLCS Game 1 lineups for the Colorado Rockies. Leading off center fielder, Willie Tavares. Second baseman, Kazo Matsu. Matsui. Left fielder, Matt Holliday. First baseman, Todd Helton. Third baseman, Garrett Atkins. Uh, Brad Hopp batted six. He played right field. Shortstop, Troy Tulowitzki in the seventh spot. The eighth spot was catcher, Yorvit Torrealba. And the starting pitcher was Jeff Francis. Bro, how did that lineup make the World Series? That's a good line. That's a good lineup, dude. No, two thousand seven. Ain't nobody know good... like five of those players, bro. Jeff, what? Jeff, Jeff Francis, Francine. Are you talking the Mount Rushmore of Colorado left-handers? Oh my goodness, it's a small list to choose from. Perhaps. All right, let's get into the what the fuck headline. This was shared courtesy of Nick. Oh baby, my first submission of the of the year. <laughs> Good lord, this advert is aggressive. You gotta love that, huh? Captain Morgan bringing it in, <laughs> spice it up with. The, if I click see more, will you go away? Will it? No, Let's try it, it. It doesn't look like it here. I'm just gonna expand it this way, fuckers. All right. So why Ireland need to lose to the <laughs> Netherlands to have a chance of Euro 2024 qualification? <laughs> Did you read through this? Mm-hmm. So the chances of indeed following a recent loss to Greece, their fifth defeat in six mat- matches, Ireland has no chance of qualifying autom- automatically out of group <laughs> B. Uh, however, due to the introduction of nation leagues, nations league teams have two avenues of qualification the european championship playoffs include the best performing sides from the nation's league that failed to qualify automatically for euro 2024 for ireland to be in the playoffs there cannot be more than seven teams above them in the nation's league ranking that failed to qualify automatically the netherlands are among the teams above ireland in the nation's league rankings and so it would be beneficial if ronald coman's men to qualify ahead of Greece, a side ranked below Kenny's side. <laughs> so basically, if I'm getting that right, because Netherlands is above them in rankings, mm-hmm. if Netherlands automatically qualifies, they are scratched from that list and Greece is bumped up to the top seven to have a shot to win a playoff to get a spot. So I yeah so you I think you said Greece when you meant Ireland but yes if Ireland loses oh they lost to Greece yeah and I just stuck with that the whole time yeah yeah Ireland if, if Ireland loses to the Netherlands then the Netherlands automatically qualify freeing yeah. a spot up for Ireland to automatically <laughs> get into the playoffs and then have a chance to win the playoffs shenanigans bro now <laughs> now if but if you read the second to last sentence of the article. There is a certain team that could feature that might take this away. If Ireland lost to Gibraltar, which and that game happened yesterday. Let's see. Ireland, Gibraltar. Ireland beat them for nothing. Okay. (laughs) I was like, that's not happening. (laughs) That's crazy that Gibraltar has a team. 
They're probably better than the U.S. <laughs> you think so? That's nuts. So what are the odds that Ireland wins the nation or that playoff to, to qualify? Oh, not. <laughs> so still not qualifying. Because it's it's Nations League rankings, right? That's yeah. what it says. Yeah. Nations League rankings. Let's see. For World Cup playoffs. Nations League overall rankings. Uh, what's his A, C, B, D, C, B, D, C, B, C, 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 Um, I guess that they've already qualified, I guess. Ireland. Ireland is in. We got runners on the corners. Did Ireland not make it? Dude, is this guy's name actually Mantiply? Yeah, Joe Mantiply. Yeah. <laughs> Feminists everywhere losing their mind. That's right. It's multiply. It's woman to ply. <laughs> it just doesn't roll it's, off. It's people to ply. <laughs> it's Latinx to ply. All right, let's get into some pop culture pick them. You ready? Yes. Yes. All right, so we're going to go top five uh, fictional athletes for this one. And you have the first pick. I'm taking Air Bud. There isn't a sport that that dog can't dominate kids at. (laughs) Dominate kids. (laughs) Specifically, bring that shit in my house, Air Bud. No doubt. (laughs) You see me hit him like a safety dude? (laughs) So I'm going to go ahead and take Roy Kent. Oh, that's a good one. And Adonis Creed. Adonis Creed. Okay, I'll go. I'll go with. Um, I'll go with one from the same movie. I'm going to go Rocky Balboa. Oh, now, okay. now in real life, permanent brain damage from this man. Rocky <laughs> Balboa cannot win a fight. Rocky Balboa cannot win a fight until the last round. Yes or yes? He can't win a fight unless he gets outstruck. Right. He's not he's not Rocky goes into the last round being told that he's being outscored on the judges' scorecards and he needs a big knockout to seal the victory. <laughs> Rocky is losing on every judge's scorecard. As my boy Ivan would say, if he dies, he dies. If he dies, he dies. My third pick, Forrest Gump. Oh my goodness. Champion runner. Lost, dude. Forrest Gump sucks. <laughs> Champion ping pong player. Ugh, that just you ruined the list, sir. He just started. I mean, David Goggins, eat your heart out. Forrest Gump's better than you. All right, here's here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna redeem the list. I'm taking Willie Beeman. Mm. Leave the women creaming. And Ricky Bobby. Ricky Bobby. <laughs> Ricky Bobby, the race car driver. It's a good pick. Uh, I'm gonna finish it up with two football guys to end my list. I'm gonna go Bobby Boucher. Oh, you got to hear that song by uh, by Earth Gang, the Bobby Boucher song. He took the Mud Dogs to the Bourbon Bowl, and that's all I, <laughs> that's all I needed to say. Uh, and and Shane Falco, Shane Falco, he won yes. the Rose Bowl with Ohio State before he blew out his knee. Would have been a great quarterback. Would have been would have been a star quarterback, dude. Uh, and I'm gonna round out my list with Harry Potter. Uh, okay. All right. <laughs> That's good. That's a good one. 
Harry Potter, the Quidditch master, dog. The Quidditch master. Yeah, I think somebody actually calculated like his Quidditch minutes played, and it's very, very low. <laughs> I mean, based on what? The books or the movies? I think the books, yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I'll, uh, dude, I would watch uh, a series of all scripted, of course, obviously. It's got to be shot like the movies. Of course. But just a season of Quidditch. <laughs> you got me, dude. If I could bet on it, I'm even more. In oh, yeah, 100. If you just, <laughs> if you did like a, like Amazon, like Tottenham, Man City, like, like chasing the snitch, bro. I'm in, bro. In, <laughs> Yo, let's in, market it in the Hot Spurs Stadium, dude. You get, you get HP on the interviews too. <laughs> you get HP on there. Let it, let it, like. Give give the mic mic up the refs mic up dog. the bludgeoners, dog. JT Real Muto just hit a double. It's five five zero now. GT, G, Jesus, JT Real Muto is one of the worst pitch framers I have ever seen. <laughs> he's not a good catcher, he's but he's not. got power out of out of that spot. There was the, the there was a there was a ball yesterday that I was watching that was like a strike on the inside corner. But he pulled it so drastically that I was like, of course the umpire's not going to call it a strike. But if he just stuck it, umpire would probably call it a strike. It was that close. But he like caught it and dragged it across the zone. It's like, no, that's not a strike. I have to take that back. To say he's the worst pitcher, I mean, like what yeah, a bad catcher is a little extreme. <laughs> oh my god, the Phillies are on a run. Oh, and it bounced off the wall. He is not a very good defensive catcher. Uh, honorable mention for me. Uh, any athlete from the move, the 1993 college football movie, The Program, uh, especially Steve Latimer, 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 I think, after uh -huh. he took steroids and was putting his head through car windows. Uh, Alvin Mack, the linebacker, who who said, and I quote, uh, hit the hit the quarterback so hard that his girlfriend dies. <laughs> Great movie. That's awesome. Any other honorable mentions? Uh, I know, dude. Harry Potter was a good one. That's a deep cut, dude. Uh, uh, any uh, any of the players from... Um, oh, damn it. I forgot what the damn... Field of Dreams. Okay. Any of the players from Field of Dreams? Because they're just their real-life players. <laughs> I'll take uh, uh, Lola Bunny. Okay. I'll take uh, Jesus Shuttleworth. That's a good one. I'll take Billy Hoyle. Can I take Jesus Shuttleworth's father? <laughs> yeah, you can take Jesus Also a baller father. in his own right. <laughs> Mr. Shuttlesworth. <laughs> oh, man. And then do you remember that ESPN show, Playmakers? I don't. Oh, my God. It's a 2003 television show, 11 episodes long. NFL hate how, hated how accurate they got the NFL locker rooms and all the pain that their players went through, they forced ESPN to cancel it. Oh. Highly, highly recommend watching it. It's still fire 11 episodes, dude. But Eric Olszyk on that show. Eric or is it? Olszyk. Yeah, okay. on that show, bro. That show was fire. <laughs> so, so, what, so we are talking about this, and there is a fictitious athlete hall of fame. It was started by a guy named uh, Kirk Bushner, 
in 2013. And there's two nominee or there's two criteria for nomination into this Hall of Fame. The, the character must be a fictitious athlete or supporting uh, athletic role appearing after 1970. Right? In 2015, a veterans, quote unquote, category was opened, which accepts nominees before 1970. So there are 27 characters in this Hall of Fame. 16 athletes, 7 contributors, and 4 veterans. The initial, the inaugural class featured 3 fictional athletes, uh, none of which we named, and 1 contributor. Oh yeah, but they probably put like Wild Thing, Ricky Vaughn, yeah. and what's yeah. what's that, Susie, Susie from... A league of their own? Nope, not yet. So Crash Davis from Bull Durham, Kevin Costner's character. Oh, okay. Wild Thing Vaughn, you got that from Major League. Roy Hobbs from The Natural, Robert Redford's character. The Natural? I don't know if I've seen that. Uh, have you seen the thing where he takes the bat out of the case and he hits the home run that destroys uh, the lights? That sounds familiar. Yeah. Damn, that's a that's – a, Jermaine has playmakers up, by the way. And this 8, was on, 8, this, 8.4 out of 10, bro. You see that? That's pretty good. Bro, this show, nobody talks about. ESPN produced in 2003 before ESPN was bought out and sold its soul with Disney. Uh, bro, I highly recommend it. I actually I might just buy this Blu-ray or DVD so that way I can own it. I, it's that awesome. This dude, this dude right here, the middle linebacker, 54. Absolute menace. Absolute menace. Playmakers. If you if you aren't watching the YouTube, I recommend going to it. Or, I mean, shoot, you can look it up. You don't have to go to the Right. <laughs> it's called Playmakers. <laughs> look it the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> or you can go to the YouTube and give us some views. We appreciate right. that. <laughs> we're, not, we're, we're not your mommy. <laughs> All right. Let's get into head-to-head, which it was just an absolute brutal week. Yeah, uh, not good. Not good. Oh, man. I had such a bad beat. <laughs> such a bad beat, dude. Oh, here we go, dude. Bummer. All right. So, um, here, I'll do it this way. All right. So, I put in three parlays. It's just what I'm doing now. All parlays. I took Yusuf money line and Yana's money line. If you would have done it, uh, exact inverted fade would have cashed. I had this awesome parlay I cooked up. Of all player props, Nick Bosa over 0.75 sacks, Mostert anytime touchdown, Stroud over 0.5 interceptions, and Stafford over 300 yards. And all but the Stafford leg cashed. The Rams, I believe, rushed the football four times in the first half. I was like, we are absolutely cashing this Matt Stafford's gonna hit that 300 and they came out and decided to run the football down the Arizona Cardinals throats and Kyron Williams went off for 150 something yards it uh, was co- looking good it was cost looking him good. a sprained ankle oh I was so bummed Stroud threw a pick like on their like first or second offensive series it was I, good it was I mean I, I think I think the game started and you you hit Stroud and Bosa. The the start of the games you hit Stroud and Bosa. Stroud and Mostert. Stroud and Mostert. No, because Mostert wasn't until the Bo- second quarter. Bosa didn't get his sack until the final 
the final, like PJ Walker was oh, trying so you, to come Oh, so back. you were sweating that. Yeah, Bosa I was sweating, but Bosa ended up cashing a, a sack, a big time sack on PJ Walker for, for San Francisco to get the ball back and then miss a field goal. Love it. All right, let's. And then I had a underdogs parlay on a weekend where all kinds of underdogs hit. And I just <laughs> have to pick three of them that suck. <laughs> so you can you can mark that Bryce Harper home run on his birthday as a W though. That is true. Cash that four fifty. Daddy likes that. Uh, Altuve, L City Jones. Welcome to the show. All right, Nick had Matt Olson over one and a half total bases. Didn't cash. Austin Riley home run. Didn't cash till the next day. And then he had a parlay of Tennessee plus four and a half and Jacksonville minus four and a half. Tennessee let him down. Oh, you know what, dude? Did I have Tennessee in my parlay? I should have yeah. known to not pick it. Yeah, should have known. Should have known. Didn't matter. I lost all kinds of stuff. Eric had uh, Astros minus one and a half on Sunday. Missed. Josh Allen over 22 and a half completions. <laughs> what a deep pool, my man. <laughs> Yeah, I mean I, that was these these were these were fear bets. These were Eric gonna miss out on the head to head fear bets. My man's waited all week and had to put it. He didn't he didn't bet on you know uh, Chinese MMA like your boy Skinny P getting that dub. And then Jordan Alvarez that actually was a good bet. It just didn't catch. That hit the next day, right? No, it hit the next day. And he and he homered twice the homered next day. Twice, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got a bone. I I got a bone to pick with with DraftKings. How, how how come are you not letting me bet Hopper, or Hopper, Harper, two home runs on his birthday? Now he didn't hit it, but if I would have bet it, he definitely wouldn't have hit it. <laughs> Fair enough. I was with you, dude. You got to look, dude. If people could think it, you got to let them bet it. Take their right. money, dude. Right. Uh, Nevada cash the. Uh, 60 minute line parlay of Toronto and Carolina to open the week and then missed on a McKinnon anytime touchdown score on Thursday night football and lost abs minus one and a half on uh, the 14th, which was Saturday. I am Ron Burgundy. Hopefully you're fading us. Ladies and gentlemen, this is just outstanding stuff. We're getting you all kinds of money. Uh, let's go ahead and get into champions league. Shall we? Yes, we shall. So, soccer, Champions League, where you at, baby? There you go. All right. So, all right. So, the very first game we have Galatasaray taking on Bayern Munchen. Uh, <laughs> Galatasaray plus 500, draw plus 425, and Bayern Munich minus. 225 thoughts yeah i mean I, I i'm taking byron in this game i i do like though uh the both teams to score that's that's pretty nice let's see what we what can we get both teams both teams to score minus 180 not a lot of juice there um i will add uh byron to my ridiculous champions league 10 pick parlay though um byron will be my first selection in my ridiculous 10 pick uh parlay uh Byron is is if you look at their win loss right now they're two and zero and you would say well of course they are right it's the uh, it's the Champions League but they have not done it in convincing fashion they only beat FC Copenhagen two uh, one and they beat uh, Manchester United four three in a game that was sloppy defensively um, 
for for Bayern. But I, I think they have enough quality to see to to outstrip Galatasaray on the road. Yeah, I'm gonna take Galatasaray. I cashed them last time when they played uh, <laughs> United, and I'm gonna I'm gonna ride them, dude. I think they're a better team than people are giving them credit for. So plus five hundred. I'm worth the risk to me. So Nick's taking Bayern in a parlay. We'll move on to the next matchup. Inter Milan versus Salzburg. Inter Milan is minus 320. Draw plus 450. Salzburg plus 800. Uh, Inter Milan is at home. Thoughts? Uh, I'm high on uh, Inter Milan. I think at home against Salzburg. I think uh, Salzburg has been good this year. I mean, they've it, like, like I thought they would be. Um, the, the loss to Real Sociedad doesn't make a lot of sense to me. 2-0, they, I believe they had a red card. Um, and But they beat Benfica uh, also 2-0. I just think Inter Milan has has too much quality to see him off at home. So I'll, I'll take I'll take Inter Milan. Part of your parlay, though, right? Part of my ridiculous 10-pick parlay, yes. Okay. I'll, I'll abstain from this. We'll move on to the next one. Braga hosts Real Madrid. Braga plus 475. Draw plus 380. Real Madrid minus 205. Yeah, I mean, I, I you know, Napoli lost Real Madrid 3-2. That's, that's pretty good. Uh, then they did only beat Union Berlin uh, 1-0. I don't, I don't think Braga is really going to be close in this game. I'll, I'll take, uh, I'll, I'll take Real on the road minus 205, not to bet, but to put in my ridiculous 10 pick parlay. All right. Perfect. Um, I, I agree with that. I have no action in this game. We're going to move on to Man U versus FC Copenhagen. Uh, Manchester United is minus 260 draws plus 400 and FC Copenhagen is plus 650. I'll be riding the United, uh, Copenhagen draw at plus 400. Man, I'm staying away from this game. I, I, Manchester United needs to prove to me that they can win the Champions League before I bet them again. Perfect. All right, we're going to move on to Sevilla versus Arsenal. Sevilla plus 320, draw plus 270, and Arsenal minus 120. Wow, you can get that kind of juice. I mean, our, Arsenal handled PSV, right, 4-0, but then – you know, the loss to, to Lens is not something that I can look past right now. Uh, I'm not going to take any action in this game because I don't know if Arsenal can play. I, I might look at the draw, maybe a little bit of pizza money on the draw. Um, but Arsenal is not playing well. And and, and Sevilla uh, tied Lens 1-1, a team that beat Arsenal. Um, I'm taking the home dog here in this matchup. Yeah. Uh I'm going to fade Arsenal. I don't like what I'm seeing from them in Champions League this year. seems like they're faring pretty well in Premier League, but in Champions League, it's been a nut roll for them. So we'll move into the next matchup. Union Berlin hosts Napoli. Union Berlin plus 250, draw plus 260, and Napoli plus 105. This is an awesome matchup. Yeah, I mean, Union Berlin lost to to Braga 3-2 and Real Madrid 1-0. Uh, Napoli lost to Real Madrid 3-2 uh, and then beat Braga 2-1. I just think that they have – Napoli has enough enough quality to see off Union Berlin. And, and Union Berlin, obviously, the darlings of this tournament. But if I can get Napoli at plus money in this matchup with a Union Berlin team that hasn't shown that they can win yet, I, I'm going to take it. So I, I'm going to bet both Napoli – 
just straight 105 plus 105. And I'm also going to add him to my ridiculous 10 pick Champions League parlay. All right, give me one second. Napoli plus 105. All right, moving to the next match. Oh, sorry, I'm taking Napoli plus 105 as well. Uh, Plus money, Napoli. They were a darling of the tournament last year. I don't necessarily think they got worse in this offseason, and so I expect them to to be more of the same in this. Lens is taking on PSV Eidenhoven. Uh, Lens is plus 130, draws plus 250, and PSV is plus 200. Uh. A lot of plus money in this matchup. You just kind of got to pick the team that you're going to ride with. Yeah, I mean, I I, I want to say Lens right now. I'm a little scared at the 1-1 draw at Sevilla. Um, 1-1 at Sevilla. PSV also drew 1-1 at Sevilla. I think this game might go down as a draw. I'm not touching anything from it, but the draw at plus 250 uh, looks looks good to me. But then again, if I had it, gun to my head, if I had to bet on this game, yeah, I'm taking uh, I'm taking the draw actually. Lens versus PSV at plus two fifty. Uh, thread the needle. <laughs> we'll we'll move on to the next one. Benfica takes on Real Sociedad. Uh, Benfica is plus one ten. Draw plus two forty five, and Real is plus two fifty. Or maybe I shouldn't say Real when it's not Real Madrid. But let me do some simple math for you here, Jermaine. Benfica lost to Salzburg 2-0. Salzburg lost to Real Sociedad 2-0. Real Sociedad is plus 250, and that means I like this a lot in Benfica. And I'm going to take Real Real Sociedad plus 250 uh, straight up, and I'm going to add them to the, the parlay. All right, so Sociedad is added, and you're taking them straight up. Uh, Sociedad plus plus two fifty, and so I'm actually gonna fade and take Benfica. Mm. Benfica uh, whenever, to get back on track, huh? Yeah. Whenever people do that, oh well, this team, you know, this quantitative, like, therefore this team has to win because of this matchup and this matchup, it always is proved wrong, and it was just done on this podcast. And I'm going to fade Nick and take Benfica plus 110. So, therefore, the only option for you listeners is draw at plus 245. And it probably will <laughs> sit right in the middle. Barcelona versus Shakhtar Donetsk. Uh, Barcelona is minus 600, draw plus 750, and uh, Shakhtar is plus 1200. I got no action. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take Barcelona on chalk. In the parlay. Uh, in the parlay, correct. All right. Uh, the next one we have Fairnood versus Lazio. Uh, Fairnood is minus one ten, draw plus two eighty, and Lazio is plus two eighty five. Man, I, I has has Fairnood been playing that well that that we think that they're a that they're a home favorite in this game over a proven Champions League team like Lazio. Has Lazio been playing well though? Lazio has four points in Group E, one-one, one-one draw to Atletico Madrid, and they uh, a two-one win over Celtic. Said Group E, correct? Group E, correct. So Feyenoord has uh... has a two-zero win over Celtic, 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 and a, a three-two loss to Atletico. Okay, I mean it's kind of 
feels like a toss-up if I'm being honest here. I mean, I mean, you. I know you hate common opponents, but common opponents, Lazio is two and zero against, right? Yeah, but never, no one ever factors in whether or not they played home or on the road. <laughs> so you know, what I think you know, what I think I've convinced myself. I'm now turning it into an eleven pick parlay, which is just ridiculous. <laughs> um, but uh, I'll, I'll take Lazio plus two eighty five. Lazio plus 285. Yeah. Yeah, very well. I'm not going to take anything in this. Let's move on to RB Leipzig versus Red Star Belgrade. Uh, RB Leipzig is minus 425, draw plus 600, and Red Star Belgrade is plus 850. Yeah, funny enough, I don't want any action in here. Um, Even in the super duper parlay with 17 legs? Uh, you know what? I RB Leipzig is at home. Give me, give me RB, RB Leipzig. And that's the team that's going to lose it. Let's move on to the next one. Young Boys versus Man City. Young Boys plus 1,100 at home. Draw plus 650 and Man City minus 525. I'm I'm assuming Man City in the super parlay. Yeah, Man City. Yeah, it's funny because everyone keeps talking about uh, Erling Holland's you know, form struggles. And I'm like, he's not going to score every single game. <laughs> right. Last year when he scored every single game, that's what's called abnormal. That's what we call purple patch in the yeah. business. That's, that's all. That's all. That's an oddity. That doesn't happen <laughs> all the time, guys. Just elite form for right. a long sustained period of time. That's right. So let's get into Celtic versus Atletico Madrid. Celtic is plus 250, draw plus 265, and Atletico is plus 105. Yeah, I mean, I just I I just don't have any action here. And I I I mean, you know, actually I'll I'll take Atletico Madrid as part of this. Plus 105 on the road. Uh the fact that I can get some the, the fact that I can get some nice juice, that's pretty cool. Oh, ATM, ass to mouth on the road. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ass to mouth on the road. That, and, 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 you know, we'll put them on part of the ridiculous parlay, which is now up to 12. I, I can't, just can't count. Oh, okay. So you wanted them straight up, not in the parlay. I, I will take them straight up. Yeah. And I'll put them in the parlay. Yeah. I had, I had just assumed it was in the parlay. So just correct me if I'm wrong. Right now it's, it's Bayern, Inter, Real, Napoli, Sociedad, Barca, Lazio, RB Leipzig, Man City, and ass to mouth. Correct. A way to run it out, Shorby. All right, that's 10 legs so far. We have three more matchups to go. Antwerp versus Porto. Antwerp, the home team, plus 250. The draw is plus 240, and Porto is plus 115. Yeah, Antwerp has not looked good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and for a team in, in Porto that just lost one nothing to Barcelona, I'm taking Porto all the way, especially at plus 115. Straight up and in the parlay? Straight up and in the parlay. Plus 115, and that is the 11th leg, Porto. So the very next matchup, we have Paris Saint-Germain hosting AC Milan. Uh, PSG is minus 130, draw plus 285, AC Milan plus 340. Man, Newcastle blew out PSG and tied Milan. Uh, I, I want to say this is a draw. I'm not going to touch it, but I, I would I would lean draw here. <laughs> okay. No action. I'm going to take PSG money line. Okay. PSG minus 130. Mbappe is coming off the international run where he's looking pretty dang good again. Uh, we'll see. PSG is a hard team to bet on right now, but uh, that's where I'm at. Uh, and Newcastle versus Dortmund. 
Newcastle minus 120 at home. Draw plus 275. Dortmund plus 320. It's now 8-0 Phillies. Um, dude, Dortmund has no shot in this matchup. Yeah, why, no. Why, why is Newcastle minus 120? I'll take them straight up. And I'm, <laughs> yeah. and, and I'm gonna put them as part of the poorly. Minus <laughs> minus 120. Yeah. I don't know. I I I, I can't explain it. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Newcastle minus 120. We'll add that into the parlay, minus 120. So let's see. Uh, so you have Newcastle in the parlay. You have Porto, Atletico, City, RB Leipzig, Lazio, Barcelona, Sociedad, so I got it. I, I I got it pulled up here. So my 12th oh, okay. pick parlay, uh, I took Bayern, Inter, Real Madrid, Barcelona, Man City, Newcastle, RB Leipzig, Porto, Lazio, Real Sociedad, Napoli, and Atletico Madrid. That ten dollars on the parlay <laughs> would pay you ten thousand eight hundred. If we drop the uh, plus money guys and we drop it down to a seventeen parlay. So we drop all the plus money. It play it pays plus seven eighty seven, which means ten dollars pays you eighty eight. Let's put a hundred on this twelve pick parlay. <laughs> be a lot of money. <laughs> Let's split it <laughs> 50 bro. Be a lot of money. I'm buying a boat. I'm on a boat. I'm uh, on you- a boat. If you put a hundred dollars on it, it'd be a hundred and eight K, by the way. Yeah, I had it up on the screen. Let's get into the NFL action. Uh, what are your takeaways from the NFL week six quickly before we get into the actual betting betting lines? NFL week six. Um for my NFL week six is Raheem Mostert just keeps scoring touchdowns. So he scored three total touchdowns on Sunday against my Carolina Panthers. He has eleven on the season. Only four other players have scored more touchdowns to their team's first six games of the season, that being Jim Brown in 1958, Sean Alexander, who scored 12 in 2005, uh, Emerson Boozer, who scored 12 in 1967. That's not a real uh, person. And Abner Hayes, who scored 12 in 1962. I think it is insane what Raheem Mostert is doing right now. Did you uh do you hear about Michael Jackson Estate's new denim brand? Uh what's that? Billy Jeans. <laughs> That's so dumb. <laughs> Why'd I laugh? <laughs> Yo, so it's been a good time to bet unders. Offense seems down across the league. And I feel like I say this every midway point to start the year now, uh, just because they don't take preseason, you know seriously and now's the time to start betting some of these lower unders i mean these lower over unders because you're going to start seeing more and more points come as the offenses are like okay this worked this didn't work they're going to piece it together they're going to be able to game plan against defenses more so i think now is the time to start taking the overs i would normally suggest to pivot to the unders but every time you pivot you start losing because that's when the overs start hitting so right i mean Keep riding overs. I mean, because this is a professional podcast, you hit my second takeaway from week six is wholly under. 
I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna read you the totals uh, of all 15 games. Ready? Okay, I'm ready. 27, 40, 40, 32, 30, 36, 33, 57, 63, 38, 34, 37, 26, 23, 37. Wow, there's only four games over 40 between two four teams. Four games. Well, four games over 40. And if you eliminate 40, there are only two games <laughs> over 41. <laughs> Miami's carrying the offensive load, right? Miami now. and Jacksonville. Who would have thought? Bro, that's so crazy. I didn't realize it was that tight. Wow. That's crazy, dude. So just uh, like Jermaine said, you're probably going to see an adjustment now. I mean, look at the first game we got on, on Jermaine's schedule. The Thursday night football game. Jags and Saints over under 39 and a half. Trevor right? Lawrence, if, Trevor if, Lawrence is hurt, everyone's going to be like, oh, he's hurt. It's the under. I bet you this game goes over 40. Here, here's, here's the thing. If you just take average scoring this year, average scoring this year, let me check my – average scoring this year, both teams are scoring 20 – an average NFL team is scoring 22 and a half points. If you add that to both teams, right, they're scoring 45 points a game. <laughs> we just had four game, four. That's crazy, dude. Right. Four games in a 15-game slate hit, hit 40 or over, and the average scoring puts everything at 45. So right. continue to ride the overs, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I mean, oh like, let's – I Phillies. mean, look at the – look at the um, – It's 9-0 now, dude. Yeah, I got to love it. DraftKings are dead in the water. Uh, Diamondbacks are dead in the water. <laughs> I was I like, DraftKings. DraftKings dead in the water. Um, if you look at how, why do I have to log in? I don't want to log in. DraftKings, NFL. Jesus, don't make me log in. All right. All right. So if we look at over unders, I mean, there is one, two, three, four, five. Oh, wait, that's not it. No. One, two, three, four. Oh, that's not even this week. Jeez, I'm struggling. There's only three games this week that are over 45 points. 45 points are over. Yeah, yeah. That's insane. That is. And... I wonder I wonder where you would get if you bet all the overs. <laughs> like, I mean, if, if, if you bet every... Over under under forty five points. Where would you get? You want me to put that in real quick? All right. Over over over. Oh, I, I'm just over. I'm just wondering what record you would get because obviously they're not all going to hit, but I guarantee you you do pretty well. Don't take off that one forty five. The ones that are not over forty five take off. Oh, dude! So, no, I'm not doing that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already 11 games in, and you decided it. <laughs> well, there were only two. So what I'm saying is, I and I'll I'll report back next week how many of these games went over 45 or over their totals. But right now, I mean, you, you just look at the slate of games that that we have um, going, and it's Jacksonville Saints 39 and a half, Detroit Baltimore 42, Buffalo New England 41. Like it is it. It, it is not – this is not right, correct, I guess. Yeah. 
it's it's kind of crazy. Or maybe I need to refresh mine. I might have mine old. Let's see. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that I just I I normally would suggest start riding unders. Don't do it, especially when we just showed you that there's not very many high overs in this week. Continue to ride the overs, and you're going to start hitting those. Just stay true to form. Uh, here's a fun stat. Zach Wilson has 11 wins in his career. How many touchdowns does he have in those games? How many touchdowns does he have in the games he's won? In the games he's won. 11 yeah. games he's won. How many touchdowns? Uh, 12 touchdowns. He has six touchdowns. Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right. What are, what are your takeaways from, from week six? Uh, NFL is an entertainment business. Uh, the PI no call on the bills is what they want. Drama, discussion, headlines, clicks. So stop wasting your breath on being upset about those things. Uh, how many times are you going to see this happen over and over and over and over where they cherry pick calls and, you know, you don't and you and everyone gets upset expecting some sort of different result. And then we full well know there isn't going to be a different result. So um, just just watch the games. Enjoy the ride that it took you to get there and just know that when you hit bets or you hit in fantasy that it it really is luck um because like i said the nfl is an entertainment business um and then my other takeaway is look it's called any given sunday for a reason (laughs) right jacksonville puts 37 up against the colts uh you know the broncos score eight I'd hold the Chiefs under 20 and still somehow can't cover a 10.5-point spread. The <laughs> 49ers and the Eagles are no longer undefeated, joining everyone else in the ranks. Only nine teams in the league right now have four or more wins, right? It's a parody league every, every year. So when you're looking at these lines, understand that there is tons of value on the dogs and spreads to be covered. Um and that's just kind of a betting nugget I recommend for that. And look, the international series is bonkers. You never know what to expect from them. And we're only going to get more and more and more and more. So bet crazy. And one thing that has been happening this year is if you if they can give you bets on over-under players leaving the game, uh, take the over. Because Matt Milano, uh, the defensive tackle for the Bills, God. That's rude to that guy. I forgot his name. DJ. Hushmanzada. <laughs> DJ Hushmanzada. Uh, Ryan Tannehill just got hurt. So, look, these games are going to be bonkers. I highly recommend staying away from the international series as a whole. Um, it's the worst turf that Von Miller has ever played on in his 13-year career. Jesus Christ. Yeah, and that's at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. And I actually kind of been deep diving some of these articles that have been coming out about the turf versus grass arguments. And it's it's, it's highly comical that there's seven NFL stadiums. I think it's six now because uh, the Kroenke family uh, 
decided to fight FIFA and pull out of the World Cup. So six NFL stadiums are going to switch their fields to grass for the health and safety of the world soccer players, but not for National Football League players. Right. Uh, it's a fascinating argument. The statistics show that injuries on average over the last 13 years span since they've been you know, heavily using turf fields, that there's more injuries on turf fields uh, across the board for every year, except for, I believe, it, 2021. 2021, uh, number of injuries uh, per game, I think, was about 0.42 and uh, on turf, and then it was 0.41 on grass. And NFL keeps trying to use that one outlier of a year as an example <laughs> to turf being good for players. So, Love it. Um, it's it's fascinating if you have a chance to actually get in and read these kind of articles about what they're talking about and uh, and how you know the NFL always tells you that they're about player safety, but follow the money, follow the actions, and and they're getting paid a ton of money for four weeks of effort for the World Cup, and so they will happily spend that money when they don't have to maintain it over you know a 17, 18, or 20, 23 game, 23 week season. Um, Does anybody also, actually believe the NFL cares about player safety? Well, yeah, you have. Well, maybe they don't actually believe it, but you have people out there agent smithing is what I like to call it. Right? Oh yeah, getting getting paid to say the NFL cares just about players def- defending, you know, defending all these things that as if as if they are like slaves to it, right? So agent smiths from the Matrix. That's what everyone turns into. You see it in politics. You see it in sports. You see it in everything. And no one can no one can admit they're wrong, especially not anymore. Um, so those are my two major takeaways. Um, Look for value on the dog lines. You'll see it, especially when you can compare opening lines to closing lines. And uh, let's go ahead and get into the week seven slate. Uh, Just for everyone's essay, the bets that Nick took last week, he went seven and four. There was three overs that uh, for some reason there's no team next to the overs. Oh. But uh, so I just didn't – I didn't score those at all, but – it was over 48 minus 108, over 48 and a half minus 110, and over 45 and a half. He probably realistically went seven and six based on, or seven and seven based on what we just talked about with the yeah, point probably, total. Probably definitely. <laughs> but we'll, we'll abstain and let him have the seven to four. I went one and six on a bevy of dogs, and I picked all of the wrong underdogs. <laughs> <laughs> so without further ado, take it away, Nick. Yeah, so I'm going to start with with one of my favorite nuggets, and and we're talking Kirk Cousins in prime time uh, with the Minnesota Vikings. So, Kirk Cousins in in prime time with the Minnesota Vikings as a dog is one in nine straight up, two six and two against the spread. All right, he is uh, he is five and two uh, to the under uh, as a dog, and on Monday Night Football he's two and four straight up. And against the spread, and five and one uh, to the under. Uh, I want San Francisco minus six and a half, and I know I just told you guys to bet <laughs> overs, but give me the under forty four for San Francisco, uh, Minnesota. <laughs> All right. So first bet under for San Francisco versus. Let me put the teams first. Under forty four. Mm-hmm. Right, and so. San Francisco minus six and a half. 
The fact that this is under seven is crazy. This game opened at this game opened seven and a half. So it's not crossed the number. Are we talking about teams coming off buys? No bets this week for me for teams coming off buys. Uh, but Green Bay since 2019, which was the first year of Matt LaFleur. Uh, since then, Green Bay is four and three straight up and against the spread coming off the buy. Uh, Pittsburgh since 2007, when Mike Tomlin took over, is 14 and five straight up, but only 10 and nine against the spread. But because Pittsburgh uh, is not the favorite here, I do not want to bet them. Um, for this uh we'll go to uh, there are no east coast teams traveling to the west in prime time no west coast teams uh traveling to the east coast early we did have two in week six uh seattle at cincinnati and san francisco at cleveland uh, both those dogs or both those home teams were able to win uh, that brought our total to uh, west coast teams traveling to the east coast early are three and four straight up two and five against the spread um I don't really want any team scoring less than 10 points uh, in week six uh, in week seven. The, the metrics are not, are not really there yet. If you guys are interested um, favorites against the spread, who scored less than 10 points uh, the previous week are three and four uh, against the spread. That's 42% and dogs whose line is less than 10 points uh, are seven, five and two. That's 58%. The four teams this week, are Denver, their one-point dogs uh, at home against Green Bay. Tampa Bay, two-and-a-half-point favorites uh, at home against Atlanta. Arizona, seven-and-a-half-point dogs at Seattle. And the New York Giants, two-point dogs at home against Washington. Uh, no spreads this week over nine-and-a-half. Buffalo, New York is uh, – sorry, not Buffalo. Are you taking any of those four teams? I'm not taking any of those four teams, no. Okay. Uh, Buffalo, New England, uh, no, no, no spreads over nine-and-a-half. Buffalo, New England – uh, is close New England plus nine, but but no action there. Um, let's see. Uh, we we will get into some action here in the divisional games, and, and this will wrap up uh, my Knicks Nuggets. Uh, Buffalo traveling into New England. I just mentioned it. Uh, Buffalo has won their last three in New England, and in those last three games, the average points per the average score of those games, Jermaine. Buffalo Bills 31, New England Patriots 13. <laughs> that hits the over. So I will take uh I will take Buffalo minus nine and I will take the over as well. My goodness, that's crazy. Uh Buffalo, New England over 41 and a half, minus 110. Uh, our second divisional matchup, I, I mentioned it earlier as, as part of team scoring. Uh, less than 10 points the previous week. Uh, the, the Washington Commanders travel uh, into the Meadowlands to play the Giants. Uh, this has been this game has been 2-2-1. Two, two, and one. That's right, two wins, two losses, and one tie. Um, Chalk. <laughs> and since 2016, no team has scored over 24 points. The max total in this matchup has been 40 in that, in that time frame. So give me the Commanders Giants under 39 and a half. Going against the advice. You know going, what's going to happen. Going against the advice, of course. You know what's going to happen. All right. Any other action on that game? Uh, not, not on that game, but we'll move into another divisional matchup here. Um, 
Atlanta traveling into Tampa Bay. Atlanta is on a three-game losing streak when they travel into Tampa Bay. And since 2012, when this game has been played in Tampa Bay, there has only been one time last year that the total was under 40 points. Since 2012, that's 11 games, the average points per game in that stretch, Jermaine, 57 points per game. Ooh, shoot out. Start them in fantasy. Start them in fantasy. The Tampa Bay Atlanta over under right now is 38 and a half. I'm going to hammer that over 38 and a half. All right. Anything else? Uh, there is a, there's no action really. Arizona plays Seattle. Uh, Arizona has gone back and forth uh, when playing Seattle. I think Seattle wins this game, but, but at eight and a half, there's no money line to play there. And then our last divisional matchup of the week, the Chargers travel into Arrowhead to play the Chiefs. Uh, Chargers lost last year, but they are three and two over the last five. Speaking of those last five in Kansas City, all five have been over 50 points. The line is right now 49 and a half or 48 and a half. I will take the over 48 and a half. Uh, minus 110. Okay. Anything two more. Uh, yeah, two more picks just uh, just from our, our NFL model right now, which which when we crush opening lines – uh, is 14 and eight on over unders. Uh, give me uh, the Las Vegas Chicago over. Las Vegas Chicago over oh uh, 37 and a half right now. Uh, I love it, dude. That's a nasty one. <laughs> that's a that's that's a yucky one, especially with Justin Fields out. But this line opened 46 and a half. Get out of here! You got eight and a half points on that. Eight and a half points, so over 37 and a half. I'll oh, take it. Brilliant bet. And I will take Pittsburgh uh, and the Rams under 43 and a half. Under 43 and a half. That is probably minus 110, right? Uh, let's see. Minus 110. All right. Whew. Okay. Any other bets, parlays, anything like that? Uh, no. All right. Let's see. I'll, I'll walk myself through the board here. I'm actually going to take this, uh, uh, Saints Jaguars over 39 and a half. You are open, versus- op- opened at 42 and a half, by the way, even better. Yeah. I, I don't know what it is. Everything's pointing me the direction of the under Trevor Lawrence is hurt. See, every offensive lineman for the Saints is hurt. Stop me if you heard me tell that story. Uh, you know what I mean? Like Chris Olave is hurt. Demario Davis is hurt. Uh, it's just awful across the board in this one. So naturally, your inc- inclination would say under 39 and a half. But there's going to be buku points in this. And Jacksonville just got their offense on track for 37 uh, points on the Colts. And the Saints – just had 400 and something 453 yards of offense and scored 13 points so go ahead and give me the over here uh i'm gonna move into the next game detroit as dogs so detroit plus three in the last 40 games dan campbell has been the coach of the detroit lions he has 28 and 12 against the spread i hate what i see from todd monken's offense (laughs) You were singing their praises at the beginning of the year. I was cautioning everyone because he was also the OC when Freddie Kitchens was in was was in uh, Cleveland. 
I I thought there was the chance it could be better because they signed OBJ. Rashad Bateman was supposed to be healthy, and J.K. Dobbins was healthy too. Right. You know what I mean? And I was like, and apparently Zay Flowers looks great, which so far Zay Flowers has been good. <laughs> but that is about it. Uh, seven drops in a game is crazy. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and also take the Detroit versus Baltimore over 42 at minus 110. Uh, Buffalo Bills, New England Patriots. My God, New England looks horrendous. I'm going to stay away from this game altogether. But over under 41 and a half, I mean, that's a great line. I would be remiss if I didn't advise you to at least consider betting it. Um, open, open 43 and a half. There you go. You even get two points on that. Uh, very next over under is 39 and a half. Um, and this is a division game, Washington versus the Giants. Surprisingly, I actually liked what I saw with Tyrod Taylor at, at quarterback for the Giants. Like he was able to, to keep them in that ball game against a very good Bills team. Um, and Washington continues to manufacture points in the Eric Bieniemy offense. So I'll take the Washington versus New York Giant over 39 and a half at minus 110. Hitting that fade of Nick. One of us will be right. Uh, very next game, I have Cleveland so taking pick, on. So pick the draw. <laughs> yeah, so pick the draw. I have Cleveland taking on Indianapolis. Cleveland minus two at minus 110. I'll go ahead and take that bet. Hopefully you can get this line small, and then Deshaun Watson is able to come back this week. Even if they're not, I think that with that defense and with the, the play scheming that the offensive coordinator showed against the, that terrific 49ers defense, that Cleveland should be able to eke this out. Um, I'm going to go ahead and join Nick on this on these two overs, right? So Las Vegas versus uh, Chicago over 37 and a half. It's just so low. I'm going to naturally take it, especially with the advice I gave before we got into the lines. And Justin, then I, Justin Fields, is he worth nine points? <laughs> I don't think he is. Nope. I don't think so either. Maybe 0.9 points. And then I'm also taking Atlanta, Tampa Bay over 38 and a half. Um, I think uh, Tampa Bay is going to be pissed with how they performed against the Detroit Lions, and they're going to come back and try to try to really put some, hang some points on a division rival. Um, oh boy, Pittsburgh, LA. No thanks. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to abstain from that. Uh, I'm look Arizona plus seven and a half. They were a darling early on in this season, but man, that defense is as bad as we thought it was. <laughs> this almost feels like a Seattle get right game at home, divisional opponent. So I'll go ahead and take the uh, Seattle versus Arizona over 45 at minus 108. And uh, I know I shouldn't do it. I know I shouldn't do it. Ladies and gentlemen, I know you're going to be listening at home. Why are you taking this bet? I'm taking the Chargers at plus five and a half <laughs> at minus 108. And I know, I know, I'm just still doing it. <laughs> Give me plus five and a half. Uh, this I line, thought, this line also plummeted from 52 on the over under. Correct. Perfect. Op yeah. Open 52. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just Kansas City Chiefs offense is kind of crazy right now. 
they don't have any rhythm and it's because they refuse to play it they refuse to play one or two wide receivers more than 60 percent of snaps <laughs> and until you do that i'm kind of going to ride big kind of these close to six seven point spreads against them so if you wait till the end of the week and somehow this line gets chargers plus six chargers plus six and a half you cross that threshold i would definitely take that um very next game you have the packers versus broncos and just oh my god shoot me just bet interceptions Go go find interception props. Take Jordan Love over 0.5. Take Russell Wilson over 0.5. That is my advice in this game. Also, I am going to take Green Bay versus Denver over 44.5. I know. It's a crazy bet to make, but it's been a crazy NFL season. The Sunday night game. Holy crap, this game is going to be wild. The Miami Dolphins versus the Philadelphia Eagles. Talk about an absolute clash of styles. The over-under is set 52. The Dolphins are plus 105 money line. I'm going to take Miami plus 105. Uh, I don't like what I'm seeing from Philadelphia. They are injured in the secondary. They're susceptible to big chunk plays in the passing game. And unless they start adding some depth at safety in that, in that back – uh, I think it's going to continue to persist. Uh, and and the scheme that was used by the Jets against Jalen Hurts is going to be mimicked by the Miami Dolphins. And so I'll take the underdog in this matchup. I would not be surprised if Philadelphia wins. If you look at Philadelphia's schedule, though, their upcoming slate is absolutely insane. Brutal. Insane. And last but not least, give me my wild pick of the week, Minnesota Moneyline, plus 240. Okay. Kirk Cousins, bucks a trend. Uh, yeah. I just – my thing is, is I want to see – I'm going to fade Brock Purdy with hurt weapons. Mm-hmm. Now, I will also say this on the podcast. If Debo Samuel plays, if Christian McCaffrey plays – if Trent Williams plays, then I don't want any action on this Minnesota money line. Trent Williams is always trying to fight. Yeah, I mean, Debo Samuel started it. He ran into a group of, of Cleveland Browns players and then backed up and mm-hmm. acted like he didn't back up. And I'm like, dude, there's a video. Right. <laughs> you headbutted a dude and you started walking backwards until Trent Williams came into the picture. Blasted. <laughs> dude, have, have you ever seen those videos where like – a pack of hyenas is about to like kill something or like maybe it's a lion cub or something. The The Browns defenders reacted the exact same way when Trent Williams came up. They're like, whoa, hey, man. Well, we're not doing anything. <laughs> All right, so what does Eric want this week? I'll give him Philadelphia money line minus 125 since he cashed Jets money line last week. Uh, I want – him to take Broncos money line on Green Bay. Uh, give him give him Pittsburgh money line against LA. Give him Bears money line without Justin Fields. We are we're we're ending the Justin Fields uh, drama. Hold on, hold on. So he only gets three bets. So I'll take out the Philly money line. So you said Denver, Chicago, and Pittsburgh. Uh huh. 
<laughs> just diabolical, bro. <laughs> we should we should put the Eric picked it parlay in. <laughs> it. Plus one. Eric's Eric's parlay with an asterisk. <laughs> <laughs> and Pittsburgh. Well, that's kind of crazy. Pittsburgh and Chicago have the same money line. Would you like to take a guess at what it is? Plus 136. Oh, you're looking at the screen. You cheat. <laughs> I actually <laughs> wasn't looking at the screen, but I saw it. You lied as biatch. Anything else for the betters? Nothing. Always forget the podcast motto, fade us. We'll see you next time. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at... Um, <laughs> podcast <laughs> podcast room 303 and youtube i forget that's why i stopped <laughs> we'll see you next time when you come on down and step into the room <laughs>